Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes into the new year, 2023. We had that with Hank yesterday. It's not like we took the day off like the government employees and the Beck people. We gather in the new year. We continue to address the issues between food producers and food consumers. It's a Tuesday. That means Jay Truitt is tuned in in the Ozarks of Missouri. Andrew Henderson with a newborn fondness for the Huey stick. Jay Truitt will have a true appreciation yes. for the Huey stick. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. I mean, this is like something in the, somebody with the Ozarks would do, you know, make a stick. Oh, yeah. It to be out of oak. Make that little yeah. helicopter propeller expand, turn it around. You could you can buy those you can buy those things right there at in Branson all day every day. Yeah. Yep. It it, it looks like it's it's the sort of thing that would be the lead story in the Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> no, the if you put so a what, what's that, what's if that you, story on on your left shoulder? What's that story on your left shoulder? What's the name? What's the name of that newspaper on your left shoulder? On mine? No, yeah. that's a that's a different Daily Mail. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. Oh, it had to be, didn't it? It had to be a different yeah. Daily Mail. Why? Right, what's? Is it? Does that one tell the truth? No. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that one's about my father. My father in his military uh, service. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So. It wasn't like Biden. He went. Where, where did he say he'd been? He'd been. Oh, he's been to. He's been to a, a, a number of places that now tell you that he never went there. So your dad wasn't like Biden then. <laughs> no, my dad was really there. He's got the scars and the X-rays to prove it. Scars <laughs> uh, and the X-rays. Yeah, yeah. he's got That's some little like boxes. He he got he came yeah. home with several little boxes with medals in them. So uh, uh, play. It's a. Uh, He's a he's a true blue war hero, which is what well, that my dad used to say now. that during the my dad used to say that the thing that used to upset all the British soldiers was that during the war the Americans got a medal for waking up, getting on an aeroplane, and coming over here. They got three before they'd even got here. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and he he also said it was the only uh, army that he'd ever seen that had no privates. Because everybody was an officer, but anyway, there you go. Huh. That's kind of odd. That was my dad just. That was my dad just getting jealous of the fact that I think that the Americans all had the same uniform and that they were properly looked after when perhaps the British Army weren't. Yeah, there you go. I do. I do think that there was probably a time during that era where the British Army, especially, um, seemed to. Uh, be forced to sit in the second or third seat back in the bus, right? They never got to really yeah. set up. That is definitely true. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you could understand it because, you know, you, you sort of came in in, the, in in overtime. You didn't you didn't yeah. join until Pearl, Pearl Harbor. And, uh, and your own country was never subjected to blitzes or anything until Pearl Harbor. That's correct, isn't it? Yeah, it is correct. Yes. We, it's uh, interesting that you, you you tend to fight wars away from your own country, which is quite interesting. Yeah, except that there's not a lot of uh, well, that wasn't the that wasn't the case for a couple of hundred years um, no. in North America. 
But once we quit fighting in the northern hemisphere, uh, north and western hemisphere, uh, North America, um, we haven't fought since. And uh, the three of us have been able to get along. European uh, theater has not been the same. And uh, no. so it's still. It seems like it seems like your present um, Ill illegitimate administration is trying to change all that right now. But let's hope they don't succeed. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, uh, we're, we're losing that war at the bat or on the, on the border. They continue to come in unfettered and that uh, while it may not have the same explosive one-time effect that Pearl Harbor had, it's going to have an effect. I think I think the really weird and scary thing about the, the your war on your border is that we're having exactly the same war take place for exactly the same reasons in exactly the same way here mm. in the UK between France and um for example, it's Albanians that are coming into our country, young, healthy Albanians that uh, it's now rumoured have been trained militarily. And I'm hearing that the same thing is happening in the States, that they, they aren't coming in from Mexico, are they? They're coming in from parts of um, Central and Southern America, where the inference is they are trained young men in the whole. So what have they been trained for? And why have they been trained in that way? I hope we're not about to find out. I think I'm, uh, uh, I think my personal concern uh, is over the, the drug, the, the drug and human trafficking trade that has taken place um, over that border, but uh, maybe not in the same way that everybody else is. And it, for me, it goes a little bit further. I, I actually do believe that it's a, an extremely organized effort, and I don't oh, yeah. think it's—I don't think it's just Mexico-centric uh, in its organization. The drugs are coming from China, and yeah. that would mean that there is some Chinese manipulation of what's what's taking place after that, and that is a way to just keep the United States destabilized. And um, what I mean, this this is an old story in the United States, right? But we talked we talked uh, last last week or maybe two weeks ago. There was a, a single fentanyl uh, arrest that had um, that they did catch. So we know that they're not catching them all, uh, and that the gotaways sometimes are as many as the gotchas. And uh, there was one single arrest where there was enough. Uh, fentanyl in that one arrest to kill every American. Oh my goodness. And you you yeah. literally got to do the math and think about that, the volume yeah, of incredible. the product that is coming into this country. And I, I do believe that it's uh, designed to destabilize us, destabilize us and uh, to, to put us on our heels, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I mean, we're going to. But it's still military, if you think about it, because it's unchallenged weaponization, isn't it? It's the same. What I'm trying to say to you is that when they, they come across on the dinghies from France, which France is just allowing them to do to the UK, it, as a percentage, by the way, it's very similar in numbers to what's coming across your borders. If yeah. you look at your population, you look at our population, and you look at the numbers, 
they're very similar. And it's a way of bringing in drugs and munitions, actually, yeah. without any controls. So, um, there ha- and it is obviously extraordinarily well planned. That's why if, and we, we talked about it on across the pond this morning, it would be great if there could be a majority speaker elected in your house today. I suspect it won't happen because I know there's not enough for McCarthy to win, but that probably means there's not enough for anybody to win. That's the, the problem here. But if there was somebody that was able to look into where the money in Ukraine is going and various other issues, I think an awful lot of this would come to light. Yeah, I I mean, uh, on the whole speaker thing, I I think we'll actually resolve that issue today, pro or con, whichever way it works out. Uh, I think they'll force yeah. the issue. Yeah, people, at, at some point, the, 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 the caucus will meet and, and uh, actually, I think it's like, 1 30 or something this afternoon they'll meet uh and the people are going to have to decide whether or not they want to uh um uh, allow the thing uh, allow themselves to just be embarrassed beyond embarrassment publicly or um they're gonna uh, pick the the person who has the most support so you think do you think you do, do you therefore think that mccarthy will win uh, at this point, I do, uh, but I, it, there, God there help, are some God other. Help us all. God help us all if he does. There's some other options out there. Um, Scalise yeah. um, is probably the only other person that would be able to muster the kind of support that it really takes to uh, to pull it all off. And and I, I'd be happy with either one. I I actually don't really have any issues with Kevin McCarthy. Um, um, I do as the speaker. When has he ever called out? When has he ever called out anything about election fraud? He, he's absolutely a mouse. He is no, he is no bastion of, uh, of democracy and the republic at all. Rural route. We will continue this on the other side. More Jaytrud, Andrew Henderson after this. Off the bat today, we're going to talk about the the veterans of our nation, the first responders, and how we say thank you. We do that through the Wall of Honor. Tremendous presentation, any facility that any building you've ever been in where this monitor is at, you'll see the folks are just captivated, as we should be. Your involvement is needed in the Wall of Honor. Get details about how you can bring this to the local area, thewallofhonor.org, or just get a hold of me, or find the address and send 20 bucks. It's all about being a part of the solution. These men and women, they've made it happen for us. It's our turn, thewallofhonor.org. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose alongside Jay Truitt, Andrew Henderson, kicking off the new year in fine fashion. Uh, Jay, I just want to add, uh, I'm a Tennessee cattleman uh-huh. in Lebanon, Tennessee, and yesterday was the first day Congressman Mark Green joined and spoke for a bit before he took off for D.C. He said, he told this group, he said, mark my words, the first House bill will be presented tomorrow, as in today, January 3rd. And it will be to e- eliminate those 87,000 IRS agents yeah. that were brought on. Yeah. I don't know if and they've I, been brought on, but that was the I, plan. And so, listen, when it comes down to the to the speakership from the from the Republican side of the equation, uh, there's really not very many people that would be ready uh, it, 
most people that would like come in and be the speaker, just, you know, uh, say they say they end up in some really weird deal. Um, I, I don't think most people understand how big the organization around the speaker themselves actually is. There's there's about 50 staff members that surround that office and, and that contribute to that office. And if McCarthy were not to be the person and it wasn't, Scalise might be able to uh, replace the, the missing links and members of that team that would stay with McCarthy. But very few other people could actually pull that off. Maybe Jim Jordan could. But Jim Jordan doesn't have any broader support in the caucus. No, no, no. You uh, don't want than what want, Mr. McCarthy does. Jim Jordan. No, Jim well, Jordan would be so a, listen, a big mistake because he, yeah, he's but the you're guy not, that needs to take – you're not to be at the front of all the cases. The guy's a genius. We don't want him as speaker. We want him and head of the House committees and going into all the fraud. We don't want him anywhere near the speakership. That would be but stupid. You're, but you're not going to be able to have one of the members of the Freedom Caucus are not going to be the speaker. That's not going to happen. So I know, but I, I, I'm just, but you wouldn't get, I mean, just because McCarthy's a safe pair of pants as far as you're concerned, it, but he's so safe, he's a complete limp duck. He's nothing. He's I, I do have one point to make good. sure everybody remembers that the Speaker of the House is the third in line to be president. Yeah. Can I also make a point while you, you say about, oh, you know, uh, we need to pick, you know, there's a lot of people around the speaker. If that was true, um, Jay, how on earth has America allowed what I can only decide, de describe as a senile old lady to sit in that position for the last two years? She has nothing to offer. She has no credibility worldwide, actually. How has that happened if there's a big group of people behind the speaker? How is mm -hmm. that possible? Mm -hmm. Well, he's just talking about the support staff that yeah, work but, in the speakers. They well, all work it? for her. I, but they, no, but wait, though. Well, they don't me, I'm, happy, I'm happy to answer. I'm happy to answer your question. I don't. I don't know that there's a more uh, effective and efficient politician that served in the United States at the art of politics. Forget about everything else. What? But just the actual art of politics. You got to give Nancy Pelosi uh, props for her ability. Uh, tell me, how many votes did she not get that she wanted to get passed in the House of Representatives? And the answer is she succeeded every seven. So you yeah, can't be not effective. What do you mean? Um, maybe wait, wait, wait. maybe people it's in corrupt, another. It's a country. corrupt regime. It's a corrupt oh. regime. That's not the topic, Anything Andrew. Can get some, no, that's not how. The point is it that's. But it got passed because of corruption. It's not being passed because it's right. You can no. see Ray Epps. If, look at the January 6th committee. Ray Epps. Just don't even mention the guy was there when everybody knows he called everybody into the Capitol. The absolute criminality is there for everybody in the world to see, Jay. There is no, not one thread of honesty in that woman. It's obvious. And if you can't see that, well, you've got a problem because... It, the rest of the world can see that yeah, that woman, look at what she did behind Trump's back in front of everybody, tearing up the, the pieces of paper. The woman's a nut job. Mercy. She's not well, a politician. So you think that that's what you can put your hand by and say, oh, well, she's been very successful. 
She's a criminal. She got every Serious. she got every vote that she ever tried to get done. Done. She's a criminal. She's a criminal. Full stop. Criminal. Uh, I don't know that she's a criminal. Uh, I, oh, what oh crime? Jay, she's a criminal. She is a criminal. You, you really have to look at what the way she acts. I think even Trent agrees with me on that. That woman is an out-and-out criminal. I actually agree with both of you. She is a criminal, but she's probably the most effective politician I've ever seen in my life. Ah, I just I don't like one single thing she's accomplished, but she's accomplished everything she wanted. It's, it's, right. It is. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and that is, criminal. that is the point. Yeah. You can't Hitler, say... Hitler did until he had to flee. Hitler did until he had to flee. That's all I'm going to say. He achieved everything he wanted to, Right up until the end. This woman is a criminal with no, and by the way, I, no doubt in my mind. I mean, look at look at that January the sixth charade. You trying to say that that isn't? My goodness, that's not at all what he's saying. You're not listening. You need to listen. It's not what I'm. I'm literally just. I'm no. I'm he literally. Said he's not a criminal. He said she's not a criminal. You did say she's not a criminal, didn't you, no, Jay? I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think you'll. E- you would ever see her convicted because most of the things that you're talking uh, about. No, stop. Wait. Let me finish the sentence just once in this whole deal. I don't. Right. I don't. I don't think that she's violating the laws of the House of Representatives or the laws of the United States and what she's done at this point. I, I'm sorry. I just don't think that she has. And what withholding evidence, the 40 hours of videotape that has been withheld of the January 6th events, the where, where Ray Epps, what, where is he from? What is he about? You think withholding that evidence isn't against the United States Constitution? Well, I, that's not a constitution I'd want to belong to. I don't think she is withheld it? the, I, number one, I don't think she withheld the evidence. I think it was withheld by the January 6th committee. For whatever reason that they determined, it's not a court. Um, they withdrew mm. their support. Well, it is, it is, well, if it isn't a court, why did it try to indict the president? And it's uh, now it's lifted its subpoena. But that makes me ask another question: Where does that leave Steve Bannon, for example? Because he did exactly the same thing. Well, we'll see. This is a kangaroo, a kangaroo court. It's they just it's a they court merely, when it wants to be. They merely make referrals to the Justice Department. We'll see. The committee goes away anyway, and so well, it'll be replaced by another committee uh, that the Republicans will do. It, listen, it was Jay, all politics. Jay, and Jay, 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 I have to interrupt you. Steve Bannon got convicted, and is now appealing a jail sentence. Yeah, <clears throat> it'll be. A, I understand what happened. I pay attention. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, it's not a court. It's a committee in Congress, Andrew. If you don't understand the difference, I don't know how to explain it to you. Man, Andrew, so, so what, I have so another. Can, I have can, another problem for you. How can that lead to somebody going to jail then, if it's not a court? It's not a court. So how does he get? To jail, There's then? no judicial arm of this particular committee. They make recommendations. They just send the recommendations over the Department of Justice and the Department of Justice made the decision. Now, there's plenty of criminality, I think, taking place inside the Department of Justice and the FBI and CIA at this point. I think that's pretty clear and obvious. I'm just saying, I think. Who do you think think is controlling them? Who do you think is controlling them? I would say that Nancy Pelosi's got a pretty big role in all that. But there you go. No, she doesn't have. 
She doesn't have anything to do with the Department of Justice. She doesn't need to. Uh, they all they all are answering to uh, uh, the leftist side of the swamp, and she could feed them fresh meat, and so she did. There's it's one like, other problem, Andrew, that you have. I'm interested to see when they got their accounts. Oh, I'm sorry. The other problem is that um, the nearly 50% of the Americans believe that she's wonderful. You can't deny that. Yeah. Well, first of all, um, I can't deny that. What I'm saying to you is what I believe and what I think the world is now seeing. Secondly, I do think that the precedent has now been set on the not just the accounts of individuals, but their business accounts will now become, if we do get a speaker in the United States, which I sincerely hope you'll get, will now become available and made available how these politicians on $150,000 a year become multi, 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 multi millionaires and how that is possible. And Trump's got a very good point there. We need to know how that is possible. It's roll route, first half complete of Jay and Andrew 2023. You just got to say it a lot to get used to it. Back with more after this. (laughs) I want to remind you now the shower is working. Think about it. It's cold outside. It uh, maybe it's snowing. Possibly it's a summer hot day and you have a temperature controlled shower. How does that happen? It happens because we have a reliable source of energy called coal. Lignite Energy Council brings to life the people behind the systems and infrastructure of coal to get it from the soil to your outlet or to your hot water heater, whatever the case may be. I encourage you to go to the website, lignite.com. Check out the people. It's kind of like at High Plains Cattle Supply. They've got great products, no doubt about it. Extremely good pork jerky, I might add. But you can get good products anywhere. It's about the people. That's how High Plains Cattle Supply has made a difference. And Lignite.com. Welcome back. Trent Luce alongside Jay Truett, Andrew Henderson. And I am going to use my executive gavel as the host of the show and end the Nancy Pelosi discussion with this. Great news. The Nancy Pelosi era is over. Let's figure out how to fix the things that need to be fixed for everyday citizens and get back on track. Jay. Yeah. I'm greatly concerned. You, We've touched on it on this program before, um, Congressman Green, because it's fresh on my mind. He, I had to call him out yesterday, I'm just telling you, um, because he was just railing on inflationary spending, inflationary spending, and then when it come to the farm bill, he told this group of Tennessee cattlemen, and we're going to do the farm bill this year. And don't and trust me, we'll be there for you. We'll get you what you need. Wait a minute. You have to cut at every turn, not just for the people who don't get who you're talking to. And I'm not being critical of him as much as I am. It's just human behavior. We think that yeah. spending is a bad thing unless it's spending to us. That right. must stop. What, what, what are your opinions of the farm bill and, and how's that going to take shape? Because I'm greatly concerned this livestock risk management revenue thing is going to be the death knell of livestock agriculture. I'm not I'm not for sure what form that takes, but I think we're going to pass something right um, in, in that particular front. I, my my bigger concern is is uh, uh, I have a whole litany of concerns, honestly, when it comes to the farm bill. Um, let me start off with what the one that I think that this will make me the most unpopular uh, to our to our audience. 
But I, and I only say this because I'm begging people to truly think through what you're going to do and how this affects you three or four down the road. And that is the ban on, on, um, on, on foreign ownership of agriculture property. And because I don't think you can there, you can really craft it as such at the federal level, there's not a definition of agriculture property. We, we don't really do that like that. That's something that's left to states and county tax assessors and zoning entities inside of states. As it should be. Right. As it well, it should be. Right. And I do believe that this is one of those issues that we need to leave to states. Um, and, and sadly, some states will screw it up. I have no doubt in my mind that they will. But in some states, they need to try to figure they also are trying to figure out how to thread a needle because some states say like Maine, as an example, or Washington state, where you have foreign corporations that operate wholly in the timber industry on both sides of the border, they need to figure that out. I don't need to get, I don't even need to have an opinion about that because that is just not my gig. But I'm also not going to step in someone else's bedroom and, and explain to them how they need to sleep. And the, the problem, the problem here is not the ideal, right, air quotes, ideal of what you would like to have. The problem is, is that what you're really doing is saying that the government has the authority to tell you as a private landholder who you can and cannot sell your land to. Where do you think that stops? Mm -hmm. You think that's the end of this debate right now? And, and when you say foreign, if we're worried about the Chinese, let's ban the Chinese. But if we're going to ban the Chinese from investing in agriculture, you know what you do? What you just did, you just drove those Chinese dollars into something else in the U.S. economy. So if you're really worried about Chinese investment in the United States, you got to ban it completely. Well, where does that end? Um, look at our own stock market tickers. As you look up and down it, there's a, there's a, a little symbol uh, a three-letter symbol, ADR, that tells you it's a foreign stock or a foreign-owned stock on a whole bunch of things uh, that are already in the United States. But what it doesn't tell you is how much stock do they own of U.S. companies in the first place. Oh, oh, what are we going to do? Not, can, you not let, can, you not can you not legislate that if you buy agricultural land, you have to produce food on it or grow livestock? Stuff on it. Could you not do it that way? I think you probably could. That's not been the debate at all at this point. I, you, and I don't even know that I really even abide by that. What if I, Andrew? What if I don't want to do anything on my own private property? Should well, I, I know? I know you'll get you'll get a lot of support from Trent on that one. I would have thought, but that is part of if you know there's an agenda thirty globalist approach to reducing food for. Uh, human control by making food very scarce, then surely in order to stop that, you would insist that somebody who buys agricultural land has the intent to produce food from mm, that land. If never. That's not the intent. I would never agree to that, ever. I know, I know you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't, but that's because you would. You see, the thing is, Trent, you say you could then sort this all out locally, but you couldn't sort that out locally. How could you? You can't tell people if what to do with their property, period. But, the, but that's the point I'm trying to make to you. You tell me that the solutions are all local. 
So if the Chinese buy half of Nebraska, what can you do about it? If they decide not to farm it? I, I, do, I fix it locally. I don't fix it to federal government. Federal government doesn't know what's going on in how the state you, of Nebraska when it comes you, to land purchases. How do you fix it, how do you fix it locally? Oh, uh, you, you could. They're all controlled locally. Yeah. How uh, do you fix that? How, tell me, without just saying it's all controlled, how do you stop a Chinese guy from buying land and not using it for agriculture in Nebraska? How can you legislate for that? Because you just said oh, that we, shouldn't be legislated. Almost, no, so virtually, no, listen. Uh, so I can answer the question for him. Uh, in, all, in every state, uh, in the United States, there's already requirements for being able to operate. Um, uh, if you're a foreign land owner, uh, you have to make certain, uh, you have to cross certain thresholds before you can even buy the land in the first place. It's one of those thresholds that you have to produce from no. the agricultural land. No, Andrew. No. You, no. we're, I am never going to support a government that tells you what you need to do with your land. That's communism. So, 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 Trent, answer the question. You're local. A Chinese firm buys your land, half of your land, decides no, they not can't. to produce food. But they Why can't. Not? They can't buy half Why of it. You're, because there's already, there's already laws on the books of every state regarding foreign land ownership percentage of the state population here here's but, the other deal no, 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 no. it doesn't matter whether it's on trent is saying he doesn't want those laws he's saying those laws shouldn't be in place no that is you're his using two law. issues you're, you're bringing up two issues it's his local okay, well, already. Why, why, am I, why am i confusing then trent explain to me why the chinese can't buy that land and can't not farm it explain every state has some Every state has some level of statute on the percentage of land. I, Missouri's is actually most common to me because when they had the Missouri right to farm law, it came up and I, I think it's 8%. Correct me if I'm yeah, wrong, Jay. 8%. But there is a state statute on the amount of land that can be sold to a Chinese individual. Now, in Oklahoma, here's a great precedent and one for us to discuss because they're trying to fix it in Oklahoma. Oklahoma has a statute that says no foreign, not just Chinese, no foreign entity can buy a farmland in the state of Oklahoma. Well, we can track $100 million worth of Oklahoma farmland that was purchased by Chinese individuals. They paid cash, but they got around the law. The loophole was they immediately put marijuana grow houses on it, which converted it from agricultural land to commercial land. Right. And so they skirted the law. You put in place a law and folks are going to find a way to get around it. But yeah. the big there's two things. Once you own land, you, you cannot have a government entity. That's why I have issue with all the government programs. You have to go certify your acres, and they tell you what you can and can't do to your land once you certify that acre. I'm not a part a part of that. I want to be 100 percent my property. I decide what to do with it. And then so they, you're saying so your view of Oklahoma, where they changed the law and made it commercial land, you're you're fine with that? No, I'm not fine with that. What I am saying is that you can try to legislate all of these things you want, but there's always going to be an avenue, a loophole that somebody's going to find a way around it. Yeah. What 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 prevents the so what prevents uh, uh, Andrew? Can you assure me that there's no one that uh, from China that has financed any agriculture uh, operations inside your country? No, I can't. In fact, I can tell you the opposite of that. I know. Right. That I know for a fact that they have. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
sure and I, so I, I, the same, I, 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 the same thing I, would be true too. Now, I am telling you now that it's a real scary story, this, because they've actually got control of not just our farmland, but our nuclear capabilities as well. Um, I'm sorry, but when I listen to Trent, it's very interesting, this, that if people find the loopholes, it's like, well, we aren't going to be able to stop them. Well, that if you take that point of view, then they're going to win. They're going to win. If you okay. allow the loopholes to succeed, they're going to win. Well, okay, you're win. you're ignoring the fact that China has already owned one third of all pork production in the United States since 2011. I know, but that doesn't make it right, Trent. I'm not saying it's want, right. <clears throat> but what we I'm wanna, telling you is, stop it. You you no. seem to think that once it's in the bucket, it's okay. No, what I'm telling you is that whatever you do to try to stop China will only stop American citizens from doing with their property what they want to do. I am not in favor. I'm willing to sacrifice whatever China can pull off and, and not sacrifice any of the property rights of American citizens. You can't separate the two. Until they've got no property left. Oh, that's just that's not, not going to happen. Clever. Yeah, it, well, I, I have a bigger concern well. than China purchasing land, and it happened last week in Montana. Another ten thousand acres to the Bureau of Land Management on top yeah. of all the property the federal government continues to consume, and they already are the largest landowner in the United States. That's a bigger problem to me than China. My, my, well, yeah, I'd, my, I'd, 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 I'd suggest that 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 particular land is totally controlled by China. If you look at the Biden administration. Well, my bigger my bigger concern is is that foreign entities decide to bail out, or all these entities that uh, uh, that people are concerned about bailouts, and they decide to just sell it to the U.S. government. Yeah, and then we happening. have giant right. national parks in the middle of of some of the top um, uh, agriculture regions in the in the United States, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa. You're, 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 you're assuming that foreign entities don't run your government they're, they're, they're and I, I'm sorry but I'm sorry to disappoint you but I think they do roll out. Right. we'll be back with the last Apple segment Evans right after this it comes back to one concept how do, how do we maintain a free and fed america that's where i work with uh, protect the harvest to get that done details about free and fed america and all of the attributes and how you empower yourself see here's the deal I, i'm just going to say this without andrew here andrew wants government to fix everything we cannot do that we have to fix these problems ourselves. We have to take the responsibility. And I'm talking about we, the citizens of our county. We just need to maintain a free and fed America. And it starts with food and property rights. That is at the core. When property rights erode, everything else falls into play. Protect the Harvest is all about enabling you to maintain your property rights and keep a free and fed America. Protecttheharvest.com. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Lewis alongside Jay Truett, Andrew Henderson. First Tuesday of the new year, 2023. Um, foreign governments can have all the influence on the federal government they can possibly muster. I assure you, China does not have influence in Sherman County, Nebraska. And that is what we can control, Andrew. You're making my point. Yeah. Am I? So you think that um, China didn't have control of the uh, the Arizona when it was proved in, in court that they used ballots that wouldn't go through a machine 
and yet they still threw out the case. They actually showed the whole <laughs> world that there was that there was not only that, that did they influence the result of an election by changing a ballot, but they also didn't have chain of custody on votes. And in that area, somebody has now been elected and confirmed as a as a as a politician in that, as governor through a completely well an election that was fraudulent. And your local government did nothing to stop that. Well, first of all, it's not my local government. Secondly, I don't have enough details. I am going to this week find out details because I don't believe that that blatant fraud is happening in the open public. And they just say, OK, well, that's the way that it is. Well, it did. I watched the thing and it was so obviously blatantly fraudulent. And, and at the end of the day, they even admitted they came back two days later and said, yes, we're, it was human humans that changed the size of the type on those ballots. And it, by the way, it was 43% of the ballots that were, that, were, uh, that were even tested. But they also admitted they didn't have chain of custody and they still certified the results. And the case was thrown out. Why was it thrown out? Because they said it didn't prove that it changed the election. But at the end of the day, they perjured themselves in court and not one sheriff stood up there and arrested them. I, I don't broken. have enough details, and, and, and shame on Maricopa citizens if that's the case. Right. Well, shame across the whole of America. There's been hundreds of thousands of people have done affidavits that the courts have chosen not to look at. It's just an incredible, from outside watching in, it's a broken system. I don't think anybody's going to argue that, but we're seeking solutions. Well, the solutions aren't local if the local government can't change it. So you they aren't the, achieving anything. So what there. you want the your your only other option is is that the federal government do it, and that becomes even worse. So, <clears throat> I well, I, I mean, at, at the end of the day, so what you're saying is that well, it's bad, but it could be worse. Well, no, I, well, I, frankly, you would expect that when in court, felonies are proven for the judge to convict those people. That's what you would expect. And Clearly, felonies that, were not proven, Andrew. Oh, Trent, you go and have a look. It was 100% proven. It's all over the internet that it was proven. Yeah, I, I, it there's was a lot of things all over the internet that cows are destroying the environment, too, and nothing could be further from the truth. Trent, Trent, they actually admitted in court that if you changed the type on a ballot by one inch, it wouldn't go through the machines. They did it on purpose, and they admitted it. It was admitted in court. Period. That's what they admitted. They they actually, and they also they also agreed that they had no chain of custody on three hundred thousand votes. I'll research and have a report back this week. Well, it'll be the uh, third time this week that you'll find that I was right. <laughs> Jay, um, I sense that there's a, a segment within. I'm back on the farm bill now. There's a segment <laughs> of the population that really was excited when Biden went to the Oval Office. And I'm talking about the people who rely on SNAP, Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Programs. And they thought that everything they ever wanted in terms of food assistance was going to be there. And 
there is more frustration in that community today than I ever anticipated they would have. In fact, I, I wanted to see how this was going to play out because I knew he wouldn't follow through on what they thought he was going to do, which was just to continue to increase the handouts to people deemed in need. Yeah. Well, how's that going to shape what happens in this farm bill? Oh, I, I think, uh, I think it'll be hard. You, you'll be hard pressed to even get in the room during most of those hearings on, on uh, SNAP and nutrition programs um, while the farm bill is being developed. And uh, they're going to, they're going to overwhelm the Hill uh, with their demands. And they're going to say that the Biden administration um, is behind. We'll see how it plays out, but there is going to be a huge push to dramatically ramp up nutrition spending. Uh, I've had some conversations with people in that community and it is, uh, uh, it's pretty brazen. I think what they, they intend to do. And I, I do think that this is a discussion of, of like a prediction that people have all the time, you know, that you can't pass a farm bill at some point, uh, unless you give them everything that they want. I think this year they're going to hold the farm bill hostage. And I believe they will have enough votes to uh, uh, make a real serious debate of it. Uh, I don't know that they can pull it off, but um, it, it, it's going to be real. Uh, for sure, it's real. Uh, from a lobbying perspective, those groups are uh, uh, armed to the teeth. And we haven't even talked about the other issues that are going to come out there, like complete reforms of programs and and spending on on uh, uh, like the livestock program and, and other things that you talked about. We still have 30 by 30 uh, uh, that is going to get pushed into the middle of this debate as well. Um, we've got conservation initiatives uh, that are going to come forward. Um, there's about a dozen things to split the Congress into about 10 different divides and make it really easy for the nutrition folks to, to have their way with the system. Um, at the end of the day, you're going to give them something or you're not going to, or you're not going to get a farm bill. Okay. So just think about this on the surface. You don't even have to look or think about this in depth on the surface. We're going to continue to push 30 by 30, which isn't maybe going to happen someday. It's happening today. That's yeah. part of that land acquisition that we're talking about. That's part of what's going on with money going into conservation programs, air quotes. At the same time, they're going to ramp up the assistance to people who are having trouble finding access to food. So we're going to incentivize the reduction of food systems because we want to rewild America while we're going to give more money to people who can't access enough food. This makes yeah. sense to who? No, nobody. And I, again, I think it's, it's completely bizarre um, for us to even kind of have the discussion about it, but I, it is what it is. And, and, and we are where we are, you know, that's, it's the, it's the discussion we're going to have this year in Congress. It won't make sense to most of the people and that endangers the responsible conversations that we should be having inside the farm bill. There are some things that all of us, regardless of what your belief systems are, whether you're really far right or far left or libertarian or anything, there are a handful of things that we do need the federal government to, to uh, uh, provide some, some help for us with um, that we should all be able to agree on, and they get lost in the subject matter. We have some, some basic research initiatives, not applied research, but basic research initiatives that get done through all of our land grants. Those are the places they're going to do it. We probably should continue most of that. 
We have some animal and plant disease uh, issues that we need to be able to address and manage but in our, in our international relations uh, between us and other countries. We have some trade initiatives that need to be addressed, pro or con, but they need to be addressed. They expire. We need to figure out exactly what those priorities are going to be. And we can't do that because of all the rest of this conversation, which most of it we shouldn't even be having, in my opinion. Well, that may be one area where we don't agree because I'd rather the government than the USDA say, you know what, the private sector is better at trade. The private sector is better at research. We'll just let them handle that. Yeah, I, I, if if we're going to do it, I'm actually fine with that as an outcome if uh, if we can actually make it happen. But I'm not fine with the private sector determining uh, whether or not. Uh, foot and mouth disease exists on animals that are coming into the United States or um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, well, what about USDA saying that avian influenza is a major problem? We're going to euthanize 51 million birds. Oh, by the way, your eggs are $6.50 a dozen now. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I mean. You, you, you two have just spent 10 minutes telling everybody there's nothing you can do about it. No, actually, what we're saying is that we've been bragging about a Congress that was not is coming into today is coming in House of Representatives. It's all about spending. They are supposedly there because they're going to fix this obese spending problem. Now we're saying here is what it is. Show us you're going to live up to your billing. Yeah, but they're not. They're not going to. They're going to do the opposite from what you what you've outlined. They're going to try and spend massively, and it's going to be the opposite of what you want. I would bet. Well, uh, I think Andrew's at least half right. I think. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're gonna we're gonna spend more money. The question is, where are we gonna spend more money on the farm bill? Well, it, it also sounds to me that you haven't actually got a Republican Congress. That you're gonna end up with a Democrat Congress. I have. I have no really faith in them, I'll be the Well, you, you, I, mean, I mean, so let's, it's, it's because it's so so corrupt Trent that's why it's just a corrupt government full stop that's no, why I, I have no faith in it because nothing in Washington DC is controlled in Sherman County and Sherman County is what matters and it, we have to fix it at Sherman County I, I I would so listen I'm not gonna I I can't support the whole blanket statement that, that the entire government is is uh, corrupt fully um it's just nonsense. Not okay, just a, just quite a lot. Well, there's, <laughs> you know, what what sort of a country accepts that? I know China's like that, but this has really got to stop that you, you accept some amount of corruption that's very glaringly obvious at the moment. I mean, look at the bill you've just passed: one point three trillion dollars. 4,000 pages that nobody had probably read 100 pages of. 1.7 trillion. Sorry. It's probably really more like 1.9. Yeah. Really. It's just uh, nonsense to even not describe that as corruption. Roll out. We're off and running on the new year for Andrew Henderson. Jay Truitt, I'm Trent Luce. Reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route. Hi, everyone. 
Now, let me take this opportunity to talk about another avenue of a free and fed America. That is the avenue of a branded beef program. In this case, obviously, I'm talking about certified Piedmontese. We need some more Great Plains cattlemen to be a part of the system to produce a known quantity of tender beef. Certified Piedmontese simply means using your cows breeding to the Piedmontese sires via AI or possibly natural service. That's up to you. You can lease the bulls. You can buy semen. No, you don't buy semen. You get, you're given semen. Um, it's all up to you to get the generated product of tender beef to the consumer. Certifiedpiedmontese.com to see the consumer products and your information is at LoneCreekCattleCoat.com. See you tomorrow.